All right, Facebook Live, Blended Family, Team, The Squad. This is your boy, Marcus Holmes, The Blended Family Guy. This episode is coming to you from downtown, Warehouse Live, Andy Minio concert going on, Reach Records. And y'all, I just want to let you know, I messed up. I messed up big time. And this is what you get from me, the transparency, I don't ever want to emit, promote perfection. So I messed up this week. And, and here's what happened, right? My wife had been telling me to get tickets for the Andy Minio concert for the longest time. And guess what? I kept putting it off. And I kept putting it off. And before you know it, the tickets were sold out. So guess where, where I am trying to get tickets so we can get in there or I'm going to be in even bigger trouble. But as you know, we normally do this broadcast from our house, but I'm doing it live right inside our car right here at Warehouse Live. And I am praying and I need y'all to pray with me, not so much for the concert, but that I don't get in deeper trouble and deeper doo-doo with my wife that we can get some tickets so our son can see one of his favorite hip hop artists. So again, um, that's where we're coming to you from. I'm going to be sharing a presentation with you and it is called the seven steps and, and they're not all the steps, right? But there's seven essential steps that me and my wife have configured and look back on term in terms of reflection regarding our, uh, blended family and how, again, it's been bumpy. It hasn't been perfect, but we want to share some things that, hopefully will help you in that transition, okay? So um, want you to, to understand that you can always leave comments, all right? Um, love seeing them. You don't ever have to worry about, about that. Um, we, want, we want the transparency. Ask the questions, make the comments. It really helps the show. Um, again, giving you some brief background, if, you, if this is your first time listening in, uh, this is Marcus Holmes, the blended family guy. Um, me and my wife have been married 16 years. As a result of that, when we first got married, I inherited an amazing seven-year-old daughter. Um, we now have a six-year-old son. There is a large gap in between that. She's 24, he's six. And that's a story in and of itself, which will be in one of our later episodes. Um, we have some really great things that we wanna share, but first and foremost, our desire is to help blended families go from overwhelmingly, you know, just, just surviving to overwhelmingly thriving, okay? So that's what we're working on. Um, today is the seven steps to a successful blended family. So I'm going to share my desktop here right now, okay? I'm going to share my desktop here. And we're going to go ahead and do this. And one of the first steps that we're going to be talking about on how to do this is one, um, and I'm hoping that it shares. And again, this is where you when you deal with technology, oh boy, when you deal with technology. All right, so we're not gonna be able to share that, but I will tell you what, 
tell you what we'll do. We're going to walk through it, okay? Um, one of the first things that you want to do when you're uh, managing and living in a blended family, and what I'll try to do, um, uh, my social media manager, I'll make sure that we get this posted, this uh, PowerPoint, we turn it into a PDF, and, and you can look at it and review it as you feel the need. Um, but we're going to go ahead and, and look at this right now. I'll use this as kind of a, uh, a guide for me. But seven steps. The first one, all right, is you have to establish your priorities. Okay? You have to establish your priorities. Number one, Jesus Christ. He's our Lord and Savior of our family. So he gets first priority. We have to make sure that we maintain that relationship with him. Secondly, it's our spouse. Um, my wife, right after Jesus Christ, she gets utmost precedence. Um, for her, I get utmost precedence. And then it goes to the children, you know, so, um, and even in, in prioritizing that, right? Camille's 24. She's a nice young lady. She's a little older, so not as much attention now. Love her just the same and equally as major, but he gets a little bit more attention. Why? He's six years old, okay? Then it goes to family, then career, then the responsibilities of our local ministry um, in terms of where we participate, where we um, volunteer. So that right there, establishing your priorities, very, very key, okay, in terms of establishing a blended family. So you have to go into the relationship or if you're just realizing, you know what, I really don't have a good family structure um, in place. I don't have some priorities. I don't have my values in place. And those values will keep you when the storms of life come because they're your anchor. All right. Those values that you have. Um, so we have to make sure that we do that. Secondly, secondly, and I always uh, when I when I have taught or have been a keynote at um, marriage conferences, things of that nature, um, I always get a few odd looks when I when I say this. Love does not conquer all unless you are Jesus. I want you to hear me. Love does not conquer all unless you are Jesus. Why is that? Well, in the Bible, um, in Proverbs 4 and 7, and, and I really wish I could share my screen, but in Proverbs 4 and 7, it says, above all and before all, do this, get wisdom. Write this at the top of your list, get understanding. Now, that's from the Message Bible translation, but I want you to understand this one thing is that I have seen married couples that are wildly in love, husband and wife, wildly in love. And they still ended up in divorce. Why? Because they didn't take the time to learn that spouse. They didn't take the time to learn that spouse's children from the previous relationship. And so what you have to always understand is that, yes, love matters. Love is the core. Love is the anchor. But unless you are taking the time to get an understanding of what it takes to be a successful blended family, it is going to be very hard to navigate that. It's going to be very hard to, to, to manage it. And I've seen more often than not when a family comes together that is blended and they don't have the proper coaching, they don't have the proper uh, foundations in place, it's going to be a very rocky road. So, yes, love does conquer all. 
unless you're Jesus, when it comes to a blended family, okay? All right, like the Bible says, and all that getting, get an understanding, all right? Write this at the top of your list for a blended family, get an understanding. Well, how do you do that? We're gonna discuss that here a little further, okay? And so that's point number two. That's point number two. All right, so here, point number three, and oh, I wish I could be showing you this. Submissiveness is sexy until it isn't. Submissiveness is sexy until it isn't. So here's a blended family question that I wanna pose to you. Can you be submissive to your husband when it comes to your children, even though he is not the biological father. He loves you, he loves them unconditionally. Can you handle it? Can your children's biological father handle it? This needs to be discussed before you get married. And whether that's your husband or husband, if that's your wife, and you are the one that has kids and you're bringing your kids into this relationship, can that can that former wife, spouse, that former, uh, you know, the biological mother, can she handle it? Can your current wife handle what that means, what that entails? That is so key. So again, submissiveness is sexy until it isn't, right? So it's not about me being the, the submissive wife or the submissive husband and, you know, everything goes, you're married to that spouse. They do have kids from a previous relationship, but things need to be weighted or else you're gonna be in some pretty big trouble. So I want you to understand this. Submissiveness, yes, it's sexy. Yeah, we, we hear about it, yes. I'm talking about within the confines of marriage. You know, my wife, she does everything I need her to do. No. My wife does not do everything I ask her to do. You know why? My wife has an opinion. We are not living in a, dic a dictator type relationship. There are things that I ask my wife to do and she does not do. There are things that Chris was expecting me to do as her blended, her, her, her husband in this blended family. And I did not know how to comprehend how to do them. So we were stressed a little bit early on in our marriage because there were certain things she was asking me to do and I was trying to be submissive and I'm thinking, hey, you know what? I'm gonna make this work because you know what? It's sexy. You know what? I want my wife to see that I'm all in, but I didn't have the capacity to do what she was needing me to do and I, ultim and I ultimately failed. That is so huge and I want you to understand that, right? So my wife, if you if you see her on the Facebook uh, page, my wife is out there trying to get some tickets, right? Crystal Holmes, she's out there getting some tickets. Yes, I'm in trouble. I'm in big trouble, team. I need y'all to pray right now. Close your eyes and pray because my wife just posted on this live broadcast that I'm still the man, but I have no tickets. She has no tickets yet, but y'all, the concert doesn't start. <clears throat> for about another 30 minutes. So we're going to believe. We're going to trust and believe. All right. So um, I want you to know this. Submissiveness is sexy until it isn't. I need y'all to have those fierce conversations. I'm not talking about where you're fighting each other. What I'm talking about is those very real, those very transparent questions when it comes to having a blended family. You have to ask 
more and more questions, get to the root, get to the layers behind that hurt, why the divorce happened, why the relationship didn't make it. You have to realize and get to the bottom, the root cause, because if not, you may be going through the same thing that you were in in that past relationship, right? So we have to be very careful about that. We have to be very careful. All right. So again, submissiveness is sexy until it is. Okay. All right. So point number four, point number four, the average blended family is born out of pain. This is huge. All right. This is, this is a, this is huge. A lot of blended families want to come into the, their, their newly defined family and not accept the fact that the reason why they're here is there, there, the reason why they're here is there was a failed relationship. Whether it was just a relationship or it was a failed marriage, but something failed. There was a failure in there. And anytime you experience failure, pain comes along with it. And what a lot of blended families do, especially in our coaching, right, is they don't want to admit to each other that, you know what, my past relationship with my children's uh father or mother, it failed. And guess what? You know what? I'm here now. But you know what? I'm going to have to deal with you, deal with this situation straight up. So the average blended family is born out of pain. Here's some blended family guy insight for you. Here's some blended family guy insight for you. I want to share with you. Here it is. You deal with any unresolved issue from your prior relationship that will impact your current or future relationship. If not, it will delay or completely stop the growth of your blended family. I've seen many divorces occur from a blended family marriage because of unresolved issues from prior relationships. What makes it more difficult is when children or ethnicities are involved. So I am absolutely about blending cultures, blending ethnicities, blending families, because you know what? All that adds to the strength of the relationship when that engine, when it's oiled properly. And you not want to know what that oil is? Knowledge. You want to know what some of that oil is? It is working with each other. It's having the fierce, the, the very transparent conversations. It's very early on. And even before you get married saying, you know what? I need to take this mask off. You know what? Um, Dr. Sanderstein, one of uh, the best um, disc uh, coaches that I've ever seen, and I'm certified underneath her, into her program, um, said something that is so key that I always want to make sure I I, um, I, I I message is that, you know what? We all have an inner child that if we, if that inner child has not been dealt with, because of the pain that that inner child felt. And I'm talking about whether it's molestation, whether it was abuse, whatever that was, we have a lot of people in this world that have inner child issues because that inner child is poking its ugly head into that adult's destiny and causing, and it's causing and wreaking havoc. So I want you to understand this. The average family, the average blended family is born out of pain. That's okay. Please don't go to your future spouse or that person you're with right now and act as if nothing happened. 
in your childhood or in your previous relationship. There's a reason why you ha you're you're divorced, and that's okay. That's not to that's not to be condemning. That is just a fact, right? There's a reason why you're not here or you're not with that former person, that former spouse, right? Your your children's biological. So I want you to understand that you have got to just face the facts. You know what? This relationship that I'm in right now was born out of pain. But you know what? Uh, future husband, future wife. What I like is I've learned from that pain so I don't have to go through it again. And I and guess what, spouse? Because I've done my work. I've done the homework. I've studied myself. I've dealt with my inner child. Guess what? I'm not going to be bringing that same pain into this relationship and wreaking havoc on you. All right. So the average blended family is born out of pain. That's point number four. And the quicker you resolve that in your mind, the better. That's cool. It's, it's a great thing. Remember, without struggle, there's no progress. Without struggle, there is no progress. All right. So point number four, point number, uh, I'm sorry, we're on point number five, actually. Point number five. Point number five is finding your family rhythm number and 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 I'll say this it's finding your family rhythm it's caring for the children it's also making sure that the children's other home is is taken care of and that you're praying for it as well as money so the rhythm every family has a rhythm just like basketball or ballet or when you go to the orchestra or when you have people that are acting in a movie. Just think if everybody was trying to say the same thing at the same time, all their lines at the same time. No, there's a rhythm. When two actors are doing a, a, a dialogue, right? There's a rhythm that occurs. Well, every family has its rhythm, right? When you look at math, I'm an electrical engineer by trade. When you look at, you know, the waves, the sinusoidal waves, right? When you look at waves, even on an ocean, there's a rhythm. And every family has a rhythm and your rhythm is not going to be like the Jones rhythm. It's not going to be like X, Y, Z family's rhythm, because I am letting you know every family has their own rhythm. And where you have issues is when you start bringing in a rhythm from another family and trying to map it to yours. What happens is you have clashing rhythms and what happens is you start getting resentment from your spouse. Right. So remember, you have to find your own rhythm when it comes to caring for the kids. You have to find your own rhythm when it comes to the other home that the kids are living in, whether that that uh, that um, biological has full custody or partial custody or no custody. You have to make sure that the other home is not only prayed for if the parent, if the kids are entering that environment, but you're trying to make it work with that other parent. Remember, there's no ego when it comes to your kids. And that's what I see a whole lot of. That lets me know that sometimes the spouses on both sides or one or the other is still hurt. We need you to man up, woman up and realize when it comes to those kids, that's all that matters when it comes to your, 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 the biological and yourself. All that matters is the kids. No ego. That is one thing I can say um, about my wife. That was amazing. Um, if you want to know real quick, I have my little guy right here. There's Major. He's been he's been doing good. We're still waiting here to get some Andy Minnell Minio tickets. Major, say hello to everybody. Say hello. Hi. All right, man. Everybody. Okay. All right, man. So so here's the deal, right? You have to find your own rhythm. 
you have to care for the children and then their other home, right? You have to make sure you're praying for that other home, whether you guys vibe or not, you know, the, the biological yourself, I hope you're vibing. It makes it so much easier for the children when they see that, but also money. Ooh, money is a big thing. Yes, son, you can have one. Um, money is money is a huge thing that we know even in the normal marriage can be a big issue, right? Money. Make sure that, you know, me and my wife, we follow the Dave Ramsey school of thought. We're big into that. My wife has access to all my accounts. We have access to each other's accounts. We don't have share, uh, separate accounts. She knows everything. She sees the money that's coming in. No issue there. Now, when it comes to certain things, again, my wife, her strength zone is managing our family calendar. My strength zone is managing the money. All right. And she doesn't try to buck me on that. And I appreciate that. And when it comes to the calendar, the family calendar, I make sure that I try not to schedule anything before talking to her. That's where we have a rhythm. OK, so caring for the children is huge. Finding your family rhythm. you got to make sure you're doing that. And I just want you to understand this, guys. You have to make sure you're not trying to um, graft your parents rhythm onto your family your past relationship. Now, there's nothing wrong with living and learning, but you have to make sure that you're doing it according to your family rhythm. And how long does that take? Well, that's what we're going to go to next, right? So here's point number six and seven. Six and seven is, is big. Six and seven is this. The average blended family takes seven years to find their rhythm. That is huge. The average blended family takes seven years to find their rhythm. So I want you to know blended family or person that's about to be going into a blended family, if you are not in it for the long haul, and it should be for a lifetime, right? We get married to be married to that person for a lifetime. You don't need to get married. Now, if you're already in the marriage, I don't like divorce, so I suggest you get some marital counseling, some blended family counseling, but I will tell you this, the average blended family takes seven years to find their rhythm. The average blended family takes seven years to find their rhythm without a coach, and that's point number seven. It takes seven years to find their rhythm without a coach. So, what me and my wife love to do is coach on blended families. It literally took us about seven to eight years to find our rhythm. And we had amazing marital counseling, amazing. But that blended family, woo, that was real. That was real. The thoughts of divorce that I had on several occasions, Pastor Robinson knows. The Greens know. I It was serious, right? So I want you to know that the average blended family takes seven years to find their rhythm without a coach. So you have to be in it for the long haul, but my suggestion is get a coach. 
it'll help collapse some of those struggles with you they're either eliminated or you you get over that struggle you deal with that struggle and you can move on to the next one right because marriage is a learning process and especially a blended family so I want you to understand that the average blended family takes seven years to find their rhythm without a coach. Want to throw in a little extra nugget here as well. Here's the here's the 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 another statistic which um, absolutely makes sense. The differences between a, a normal marriage where it's a husband and wife coming in, they haven't been married before, no kids, versus a blended family, there is over 100 plus differences over a hundred differences between normal marriage and a blended family coming together. So I want you to understand when you look at the differences, wow, it's amazing. It takes time, but it helps when you have a coach. So I want you to take that away today. This is your, your, your top seven things. So we're gonna go over it one more time, right? Okay, we're gonna go over it one more time. Um, <clears throat> number one, let's go back to number one. I'm going to write these up there on the screen. All right. What are, you know, established priorities? Number one, number one is, I'm going to type these up, establish priorities. And if I spell that wrong, even though I was a fifth grade spelling bee champ, don't be mad at me. Okay. So um, <clears throat> that's it. That's it. So we want to show that. Um, let me see. Let me show that. All right, so number one is establish priorities, okay? Number two, number two is get some wisdom and study your mate. Get some wisdom and study your mate, all right? Number two is get some wisdom and study your mate, right? So we got to remember that one. You got to remember that one. That's huge as well. Get some wisdom and study your mate. Number three, guys, number three, and it's and it's a big one, right? We gotta remember, we gotta remember this. Number three is submissiveness. It's sexy until it isn't, all right? So you gotta listen to the broadcast points before that and just know submissiveness, submissive uh, is sexy until isn't. Wow, that's a big one. That's a big one, guys. So I'm putting these all up on the screen, okay, so you can see them. That's number three, okay? What's number four, Marcus? And as we wind down, the average blended family is born out of pain. Man, point number four, you've got to recognize that. It is born from prior pain. The average blended family is born out of pain. Remember that. Go into the relationship knowing that you want to learn from those mistakes that you made, whatever that was, or you might not have made a mistake, but you realize it was still painful, right? How that child, those children were created in love, hopefully, right? But the average blended family is born out of pain because apparently there was a failed relationship. Okay, so that's point number four. All right, what's number five? Number five. Number five is you have to find your family rhythm. You have to find your family rhythm. Number five, 
find your blended family rhythm. All right, rhythm. Sorry about that. All right, you have to find your rhythm. You have to find your rhythm. You have to find it. Here you go. There, there's point number five. Number six, all right, number six and number seven. The average blended family takes seven years. We're just going to go through these one last time because I want you to see them just in case you're watching this and you have it on silent. Take seven years, seven years to find their rhythm without a coach. That's huge, guys. I want you to remember that. So this is number six and number seven. Number six and number seven. It's huge. So let's make sure we get that. Let's make sure. Let's do our homework. Number six and number seven, the average blended family takes seven years to find their rhythm without a coach. Make sure you understand that. Let's tackle this, guys. Remember, having a blended family, it isn't easy, but it is amazing when y'all find your rhythm. All right. I believe in you. We're about to end this broadcast. I don't know if y'all are praying hard enough because my wife hasn't said she found some tickets yet, but I'm believing God because I don't want to be in the doghouse, right? Because it's my fault. It's my fault. Sorry, babe. I didn't get the tickets. It's part of the blended family guy. I, I, I messed up. I messed up. But I want you to remember this. Follow us. Here's some points. And again, next week, we'll make sure we have out. We have the technology kinks worked out. Um, and I'll be able to share the presentation, but we're going to share this anyway, and we'll figure out how we're going to do that. I'll, I'll talk with my uh, social media manager. We'll get that worked out. I want you to go to MarcusHolmes.com. Um, we're doing a really big launch, uh, relaunch of that here soon. Facebook, it's Facebook.com. Just search under Marcus A. Holmes, M-A-R-Q-U-E-S, uh, middle initial A, Holmes, or the Facebook group. Go to Facebook.com slash groups. Um, you know, forward slash groups, forward slash pound strong blend. Remember that pound strong blend for the Facebook group. Please join us. You'll get a lot of good insights there, rehashes um, of the broadcast. Plus, you'll you'll always be in on the know where I'm going, what I'm doing out there in the community, as well as YouTube.com. It's the blended family guy. YouTube. You'll get a rebroadcast of this on YouTube. My YouTube channel is The Blended Family Guy. All right. I'm typing that out for you as well. So just remember that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Excuse me. So we're going to show that. Then we got that right there. Remember, guys, you can also follow us on Instagram, but I want you to understand we are here for you. And we're going to make this work. Don't give up. The blended family guy, we love you. Don't quit. Don't give up. You can make it. Continue to follow us every week, 6 p.m. Central. We'll talk to you next time. We love you. You're going to make it, all right? This is your blended family guy.